Welcome to the show. You know, nothing gets done thinking about it. Like sitting around thinking about it, it's not going to get anything done. You actually have to do it. Like you have to sit and do it. And then when you do, when you can sit and you can do it, or stand and whatever you're working on, you can do it that way. Whatever is more comfortable. Sitting's probably more comfortable. But you know, you got to wake up and you got to have some urgency. You got to have a sense of direction. And you got to make it for yourself. You know, everybody likes a job in the sense that it gives them a sense of direction, a sense of purpose, a feeling of security, a feeling of, I know what I'm doing for this stretch of time and I can fill in all the blanks around that. And the weird thing about the job is that becomes people's life, right? They leave the job. They want to talk about it. That's the worst. Oh, dude, that's the worst. When if you're not there, why are you talking to me about it? And then everybody's got workplace drama. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're probably sitting there thinking like, oh, this dude's nailing it. He's killing it. He's saying everything I've been doing. It's okay. We've all been there. No, we've all been there. Look, I remember how many times I was at a job I didn't like until I just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to that job anymore. Done with those guys. Skin flint operation. I'm out. And that, and sometimes that's what you got to do. Just, I'm out. I'm not waiting around for something else to pop up. I'll go find something else. Screw that. I'm not going to be miserable. You know, and, and sometimes you got to go ahead and do that. And if you're like, well, then what are you going to do? Well, what do you mean? You're working all that time and not having no money. You're at the, you were at the wrong job to begin with. You know, I always laugh at that. Well, what are you going to do for money? stuff? So, well, you should have been in a position to go ahead and make a jump anyways. Shouldn't you be worried about that? And if you are, then why is it your business? You know, and that's another thing you're going to find out in life. People like to know stuff about you at work. And I don't like that. I never liked that. Why are you asking me these questions? Who are you? You know what I mean? You want to be my friend? Well, a lot of people want to be a friend. They want to be a friend, right? They, they want to be, but they don't do it. They don't follow through. They don't come to you in the time of need. They don't come to you and offer anything nice. I'm not saying something like a gift. I'm saying just respect, appreciation, a friendly hello. And you got people that want to come into work and know, hey, who do you live with? Hey, this is that. Hey, this and that. You know, guys talk. We, we talk is different than when a woman talks. You know, a woman talks to a guy at work. And a lot of women, you know, will, will more likely keep to themselves. But as soon as you get to know them a little bit, they start opening up. No, they do. They all do. I, I've never met a woman that at work hasn't opened up. She could be 60 something years old or 20 something years old. The same rule is in play. Once you get to know somebody, they start opening up. So I always keep myself a little bit, you know, not closed off, but it's okay to say closed off. That's fine because I'm there. I'm there for business. I'm there for money. I'm not there to make friends. I'm not there to meet up with people and hang out with them after work. I'm not there for that. I made all those friends. If I need more of those friends, I'll go find those friends. It ain't going to be at work. Heck no, I don't need everybody knowing my business to come up in there and talk about it. And I notice that too. People get clicky. They get too friendly. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't get yourself caught up in a mess. Be careful on what you're doing and 
and what you're saying and who you're saying it to. You know, some people you could joke around with, but I have a good rule of thumb about that. Don't go to work and be a jokester. Don't. Don't do it. Because here's the thing. I know a lot of people that put on a good front. They put on a good front. Like it looks like on the front end, they got their their stuff together. But in reality, they don't. And I don't mean money-wise. I mean living a lie. Living a lie. There's a lot of people out here that work on cars. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people work on cars. Realistically, if everything was going according to plan, every man could work on his car a little bit. A little bit. Basic stuff. If everything was going according to plan. Well, everything's not going according to plan. So we need mechanics. Nothing wrong with that. You got a problem? Go to the mechanic. People have been doing that since before you, long before anybody listening was born. So, I mean, we all know about the mechanic. But something happened in the in the auto body shops, you know, and I'm not saying every single shop, but I'm saying it's like a trend I noticed where everything is extremely expensive. But if you were to just do it, you cut that price in half and sometimes way more than half. Literally, like you save 80 percent of the money doing it yourself. You might not save 80 percent of the time. That's the downside. But. If you care about your money, then you'll learn things and do them yourself. But when you look at a lot of people and what I'm talking about, living a lie, there's a lot of people running around saying they're a mechanic. They work on cars. They know about the car. It's not like they don't know what they're doing. No one's saying that. We're saying they're living a lie because they're running around telling people they're a mechanic but they don't have any certifications. Here are these people who went, did it the right way, went to school to get the proper documentation to show, hey, I didn't come here to be a mechanic. I came here to prove I have the skill set to be a mechanic, right? They went, got certifications, everything, did it right. You know, you go into a lot of shops, manager of the shop, head of the shop, They don't have no certifications. It's some guy back in 2006 and he's got the certification. He's not even working there anymore. They still got a certification hanging up on the wall. (laughs) You know, it's not like the food business. You know, food business is is different in every state. You you come to Illinois in the food business, you know, you got to have a... uh, a man, uh, the, the general manager has to be food safe certified. And then a manager that is the acting manager on the shift has to be food safe certified. They got to be safety and sanit- sanitized certified food safety and sanitation, right? You can go and get it yourself. You pay and you get the certification yourself, take a little test and you're done. Now, a lot of times you got a job, they put you right through it and they get to help you get it for you, your license and take a, take a little, little quiz about temperatures and things of that nature. But ultimately, you're proving you have the skill. That's the bottom line. You're showing that documentation that says, hey, look at me. Yeah, I'm a cook, but I'm actually certified to do this in a kitchen. Not my home kitchen, but in a real kitchen. And you know, that process isn't followed in every industry. 
and we're, we're supposed to keep things on a level playing field, so I'm just keeping it real. Why are we not following that protocol? Why are people making money, good money, not wanting that documentation, that proof to say, hey, I have those skills. Not only that, but I wouldn't prove that I have those skills. Go get the proof. Go get the documentation. Don't live a lie. Now, I'm not saying everything fits into that category because it doesn't. You know, like music is a good example. All these people go to school for music and they don't. You never hear from them. You never hear anything about what they did with music. They wasted their time because if they were going to make it work, they would have just made it work. And a lot of life is like that. Like, it's good to get the training and skills and all that. And if you have it already, I can understand. Well, what do I want to go to school for? Well, because to get into a real shop, not that backwood shop in your hometown, but a real big shop. Yeah, they're going to want to see some certifications. That's the bottom line. And what did you think school was telling you when you were working on the cars in the shop at school? I mean, they're telling you all that as well. So people want to see that. And in life, we want to see that. We want to see proof. We want to see not only what you're saying come true, but how you did it, how you made that happen. Because, you know, there's a lot of people running around, especially in this town where I'm from. There's a lot of people running around and they're on, you know, we're all on borrowed time. But what these people are doing is they're playing around with borrowed time. That's never good, folks. That's never good. And I wanted to kind of start off this way with a good cold open a nice opening monologue just kind of flowing just riffing through the day and then uh, i want to talk about new movies coming out uh this year and next year and new television shows and just some things i've been reading and you know want to run up by you get you all fired up for it um and i'll also have an episode of wonderment tomorrow xfl and usfl picks right around the corner on thursday and then you know friday we get to we get to that mma field and we're ready for some fights come friday but you know then you wait another day but you're ready for some fights come friday you're looking for boxing that rough shot uh mma little outfit you know you're looking for those guys where they at where they're fighting so you know we swing around to that here on the super show but Thanks for being with me this far. I'll be right back after this. So I want to talk about, you know, new movies and new shows coming out for 2023 and 2024. That's as far as I'm really going to talk about today and not every single thing coming out. Just a few things that I've seen that I liked and I was like, you know what? Let me share this with everybody got outside uh got in the yard picked things up cutting the weeds off you know the fence that have grown and just just picking it up getting it ready cleaning almost 77 degrees outside you know around chicago land today and it's just man it's it's a beautiful day it's a beautiful day god's blessed it and we're all here talking some funny stuff some funny business you know what I've been laughing about lately is these uh, word quotes. Like, I'm seeing a lot of quotes. Like, whoa. But it's not like, like, oh, someone, like, had that on their mind. It's like someone sharing it or something like that. Like, it's not their own stuff. And I'm seeing people all the time. What was this, a motivational quote? And I'm looking at it like. All right, I know this person. 
And I know, I know for a fact you don't believe that. Like I know for a fact you just wanted to feel relevant and post something. Because you don't believe that. Why are you going to post that? Show me what you're saying. Show me what you're talking about. And it may be rough. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I said that or didn't say. Well, if you don't do it a lot, it's going to be rough. If you're sharing everybody else's stuff all the time when you go to do your own thing, well, then what is that? People are making their, well, they're trying to make their name off other people. What the, what is that? Dude, that's corny. That's the corniest thing. People trying to make their name off other people. I'm not talking about a diss record. I'm not talking about a, a diss. I'm not talking about this little shade someone's throwing. I don't know what cares about that. Because at the end of the day, real people recognize real. You know what I mean? Real people go, what do you got to do? You got to pay the bills. That's what you got to do. Come on now. Don't be silly. You know what you got to do. You can't lay that on anybody else. And then I notice a lot too. Like I just, you know, I'm a worldly observer of things. And one minute you see people, you know, talking about they need help with something, but then saying they have plenty of this or plenty of money or whatever. Well, then what you need help for. So, I mean, I just see a lot of that, too, where it's like mixed messaging from people. Stay consistent. Stay consistent with it right now, especially when we're in spring, about to come up in the summer. Stay consistent now. Don't mess it up for yourself. Don't make yourself look bad out there. It's a good life. It's a nice life to live. Don't go piss it all away because you're angry. Let's talk about. All right, I mean, the first thing I want to talk about right off the bat that I was hyped up for sure that made me want to do this podcast, even sit down and talk about this was Gladiator 2. Ooh, you know, you want to run out and you want to see Gladiator 2. Yeah, you do. You're on your way. Oh, it's not there yet, though. You're going to have to wait a year. But, hey, that's okay. That's going to be just fine. You can't be mad because the first gladiator, you're going to pay real good attention to now. You know, hold on. This is how this went, the first gladiator. Don't try to tell me, son. The first gladiator is one of the best movies ever made. Argue that with people at the dinner table. Stop doing the politics. but. Because people are nasty with their politics. And politics don't make friends. No matter what they tell you. It does not. It does not. But talking about movies and stuff like that. And fun stuff. lighthearted stuff. That makes friends. And then people will have a story to go along with it. And all of a sudden it spawns a different conversation. I'm telling you. That's, that's the way to go. Now you're using the old noggin. So let's use it here. When we're talking about Gladiator 2. You're like, oh, Russell Crowe, though. How does he fit into that picture? Because I'm seeing Gladiator. And you know, Russell Crowe. He was ready, boy. He wasn't folding in that Gladiator. That was 
the prototype. Like, all right, this is how you do this. When you're doing all these fight scenes and you're doing all these movies from ancient time, and you got all this lore around it. Like, this is how you get down with it. And that, so I appreciated that. Now, that part is going to be hard to duplicate. So, like, I've heard actors and actresses like uh, Lucy Lawless say, like, the reason they haven't redone Xena is because they just can't write it any better. That they kind of get working on it and then they look at it and say, like, this is not as good as the first one. And there's a lot of other things that go along with that, too, because it's got to be the right people, the right talent. And then, you know, of course, the script, the script, the script, like Alfred Hitchcock will tell you the script that that is it. That's what is the most important thing. And if the script is bad, like Lucy Laza said, or the script doesn't match up, like it doesn't even compete with it. Then that's a no go. You're just part of a dud. I mean, you can make money off a dud. There's no hate. There's nothing to be spiteful about. Because you get in where you fit in, baby. That's what we do. Come on now. You got to get in where you... If it... Does the shoe fit? You know what to do then. So, Russell Crowe says he'll play Maximus in the new Gladiator. So, there's your little tip. And uh, he said he's even... Told Fox News and some other places, uh, he's a little bit envious, a little bit jealous of this new one. <clears throat> so after what I told you about Lucy Lawless, now you could draw that conclusion and say, hey, if he's jealous of this, where she's saying, look, no, they've tried, and there's there's no other Xena because they haven't been able to put one together. And she said she does believe that they'll be able to find a talent and be able to put it together, you know, at some point. Maybe they will. I don't know. Some shows are just hard to ever redo again. And there's other ways they can go about it. You know what I mean? But there's some shows like that that are just like you remember that show for what it is. And the name. And you kind of take it on face value. And that's what you do with Gladiator. But for most people by now, they've seen Gladiator. And it was part of that new dawn, that new era, and all this, you know, different type of uh, CGI was coming into play, but also actors that we're talking about now was being like, oh, this guy's great, or this guy's, you know, getting all the attention. Those were the guys then that were trying to make a name. And one of those guys is Russell Crowe. Who's found good role after good role in everything I've seen him in, you know, and you're talking about Cinderella Man. I mean, this guy's been a part of some hits and uh, I've always been a big fan of his. But one thing about this movie is that it kind of makes sense. There's not a lot of right now, today, popping out medieval time stuff. There's not a lot of Roman stuff in America right now. Um, It's all kind of been passed like The Outpost. Really good show, The Outpost. But after that show, like it's slowing down. Like everything's slowing down and everybody's really focused on 
some type of wild and wacky uh, series and putting together a, a hit series and it's got to be the next hit television series and then here's an opportunity with Gladiator 2 like get people focused on movies again and get people more paying attention to because you're seeing a lot of box office flops and those actually aren't bad movies like there's some movies coming out the box office that are flopping that are pretty good a lot of that has to do with streaming but the i think the majority of it is people are more interested in nowadays hit tv shows and um those streaming shows that they get deep into character building and you see your character getting built that you like and then you see the you know how that intertwines with the story and the rest of the characters but how it just flows and you get more than one showing of that and you get attached to it so you can start building that then there's a following for social media now gives you all that you know what I mean and now when that first gladiator came out like Facebook was not you know topping the charts you know what I'm saying like you're talking about pre you know, like Tom from MySpace was still the, the guy, you know what I mean? He was still the main guy. So, yeah, now the game has changed. Gladiator 2, that can really be a big hit. And you're even seeing movie stars now start to jump on those TV shows because they're like, hey, this is where it's at, you know. And they go and get their tapings done there and, uh, you know they're working they, they like to work on the set and it just works well with them and one of those uh, actors is Matthew McConaughey in that show that's coming out called The Gentleman uh, the Netflix series and this one's rolling out quickly so it's kind of like how is this going to play out? Because you, you threw a lot of different personalities into this. And we might have to wait till 2024 before the launch. Because of, I'm telling you, when they get these high profile actors, it takes longer because of timing and things of that nature. And you have a guy like Matt McConaughey, you have Jeff Goldblum, and various other people that are going to be popping in there. So, ultimately, what does that add up to? Well, it could go one or one or two ways. Because with Matt uh, McConaughey, you either like his films or you hate his film. Like when you watch one of his movies, it's like, oh, that was that was cool, or man, that was what did I what was that? Like, he'll be in a movie, Sahara. Good movie. Then I seen him in Interstellar. Ooh. Ooh. What was that? Bad. Bad. Terrible. So, that's how it is with uh, Matthew McConaughey. And, I mean, that's how I am. I gotta, I gotta keep it real. But, it's not like it's his fault. 
just seemed like it was just a bad script all around the whole thing was bad so you know Star Trek is one of those shows that everybody you know quietly throws shade on but Star Trek isn't like one show which is kind of funny because when people make a joke about Star Trek it's like well Star Trek is kind of a lot like there's animation Star Trek but then if you're talking about the regular shows okay which one like take your pick you're talking about original you're talking about the next gen you're talking about Voyager Deep Space Nine what are you doing you're talking about Discovery oh no you're talking about oh no you're talking about that one that's that's got another one uh another season coming out that's supposed to be a a big hit this summer because they're finally decided hey it'd kind of be a good idea to put this out in the summer uh when you know people will like this strange new worlds and they finally get their release date kind of been waiting around for that like hey that season one was dope you guys gonna put out a season two okay when and then they didn't tell us forever and then we finally got word that they completed the production i was like thank god no for real because discovery got canceled and that went man people just don't understand discovery was is so good I'm not gonna say what well, well you can say it was now but it is good man that's a good star trek it was here's the here's the thing about it it was complete it was complete and there's not a lot of shows like that like there was a clear protagonist clear antagonist right because there could be more than one antagonist clear antagonist and that's plural meaning more than one so if you really break it down the script was on point the only thing they messed up and i feel like they just let ride too long kind of like lazy i'm gonna say from a storyboard perspective from a writing perspective you know it just seemed lazy with the 10c when you see them start getting to that part where they have to uh we, we're worried about the 10c that was like if you ever watched Dragon Ball Z, that my analogy would be, you know, hey, Dragon Ball Z with Goku's going to that bridge to go train. That took so many episodes. That's what it felt like. Like, we're waiting for you guys to get to the bridge. Are you going to get there? Can you get it? Then they finally, finally figure it out. And you're like, wow, you guys could have did that in like one second. And they're dealing with mutiny. They're dealing with some other emotional things because of, you know, Michael, the captain, being dating the dude who really kind of just went off on his own because he thought this was his opportunity, but ended up pairing up with the madman and all of it just went to, you know, crap. And it still had its moments, I felt. But I just felt overall, like if I was somebody that wanted to be entertained, 
and I didn't really know Star Trek or didn't really know how these episodes work because sometimes there is a common theme among shows that have different different names under the same brand but in Star Trek you do get a unique experience and it's refreshing and it you know some of them are some episodes are that sit on the couch vibe I'm chilling man it's a hot day outside I can't be out there I'm burning up or it's too cold in the winter there you go or just that relaxing show you like that comfort show but then you get some episodes that are like wait a minute everybody's like infected with this virus whoa or like what's happening on this planet or they're not even on a planet oh no so like you see how this can get bonkers and you're like oh that sounds like black mirror well exactly where did black mirror come from you know what i mean so star trek's been around for a long time you're talking about way back in the day your grandpa was like oh science fiction that was there was nothing like that you know what i mean so here comes star trek oh oh okay this is pretty you know cool like whoa this is your experience you know for outer space you've seen a guy laying on the moon you know what i'm saying you're like oh wow you know what i mean so these were different times and then star trek evolved so it's actually a really a promising and fruitful experience to to watch star trek because you see the evolution um you see how they go back to earth in in certain star trek episodes and you see how that works when earth is not there or they can't go to earth and you you see every side of it and that is really interesting you know in that perspective that star trek gives you so i've always been a star trek fan and what do you know not only do you get really you know good animation not only do you get great episodes for the the live action but you get a new star trek series not just new worlds that hey hats off to them and the crew they get to have another go at it probably be 10 episodes nine episodes if it's more that's cool but that's all i expect and my big thing with this uh specific season coming up for new worlds is that's probably that's their last one in my opinion i i don't think i think after discovery got shut down and like okay now we they have a release date because their production's done they're gonna let this run and i don't i don't see a third season coming now i could be wrong they could like knock it out of the park but i'm seeing a lot of signs that are saying they're ready to you know focus on this new series and let's talk about that it's called star trek starfleet academy and at first when i heard it i'm not gonna lie i was kind of like uh because I was still a little bitter about Discovery. I'm like, nah, I don't want to hear about that. But then I started, you know, cool out. Okay. What's this about? Starfleet Academy. Because one thing I know about Starfleet in, in the Academy is that to be on any of those ships, you had to go to Starfleet Academy. Like, you know, if you're part of the crew, everybody had to go to the Academy. There's few characters. Like Kira and Deep Space Nine, Odo, 
other characters that you'll see plenty of them that didn't go to Starfleet Academy but every captain did no captain got out of going to Starfleet Academy so that's important right there then the second part is you filled in a lot of the blanks let's be real how much back and forth can you do really you can't go like because the cool thing about Star Trek is they have you know the logs where they keep a log you know captain's logs such and such and they do that all through every episode and every Star Trek okay that's a common theme so one thing you notice about that and that's like really cool and really interesting is that you see how some episodes from like Star Trek way back in the 90s in Deep Space Nine something happens and that question gets answered in Discovery oh but they don't like Discovery whatever you know people get mad at Discovery I hope they're not I hope people appreciate for Discovery what it was or one of its kind a, a hidden gem really and there is you know the good thing I like about Discovery is they have quite a few seasons so I mean that is pretty cool. A lot of a lot of the new shows aren't getting a lot of seasons. Three, two, and they're done. So Discovery was able to break through the mold there. And hats off to them. They got a good start. I feel like they started at the right time. I feel like that's what happened. So when I look at Starfleet Academy. And... You got five seasons of Discovery. All good. 10C was a little bit boring. I'm not mad if you speed up those parts. You're not missing much. Just make sure you don't miss the the endings. But. All of these. Characters here. Have the opportunity to set the groundwork. All these stars. Let's call them they're going to have the opportunity to set the groundwork for future Star Treks if there's going to be that's the real truth like legit the real truth is if they knock it out of the park on Star Trek Starfleet Academy Star Trek will have a bright future because now you build all of this off the Starfleet that's really there the Star Trek that's there you see what I'm saying? And now you can start new. And you're not worried about going back and filling the blanks. You're not worried about from this timeline to this timeline or this timeline back then. With what happened here. With the Romulan Empire versus this empire. You're focused on the next empire, the new empires. That's what I like about Starfleet Academy. Because even in strange new worlds, they're answering questions. You see what I'm saying? Discovery was one of its kind because they were answering questions about all the past Star Treks and the unanswered, unexplained and if you watched Star Trek you'd understand that and you would have put it all together like so many smart people have but they were answering those questions and then it's kind of putting to rest any other need for a Star Trek to do that because Discovery was one of a kind in the sense that It created new things. It spawned new things. And some things you didn't see before. 
And that was unique. That was original. Because in every other Star Trek I've watched, even the one I like the best, Deep Space Nine, Discovery makes that more special. It makes it more important. I'll be right back after this. And I could be corny and go from Star Trek to Star Wars, but I'm not. Uh, June 15th is when you're going to see that new season of Strange New Worlds, just so you know, on Paramount Plus, which they need some help. I'm going to be honest with you. They, they, what I'm seeing on there, it's it's running its course. Yeah, it is. It's running its course. Um, they need more and they need it fast because they're, that's not going to hold up. Um, especially with shows coming out so much later with what they have. No, I, I don't see it. I mean, the only, only reason they're going as well as they are is because of Yellowstone. <laughs> that's got to be the only reason now because, and Yellowstone's not even on Paramount Plus. You actually have to, you have Paramount, the main Paramount app. So they have that all goofy, screwy too. Um, but that like five bucks a month thing is getting people. And then, uh, Showtime, you know, add, what is it? For three more dollars or something, you get Showtime. You can watch this, whatever. A lot of sequels I'm noticing. Um, are coming out and one of those is the Meg 2 now if you haven't seen the Meg the first Meg well you probably should I thought it was okay so maybe you'll like it I just thought it was funny it was quirky okay done cut had its intense moments but overall you're like okay you know I see where we're going with this. So, you know, I'll definitely check it out. And that is a movie that is like more built for theaters. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like watching that at home on streaming isn't going to do it for you. You're going to want to see that in the movie theater uh, August 4th. That's a good day. That is a good day for a movie. Now, uh, there's another uh, a sequel coming out that is like everybody's kind of waiting like is it going to get a chance is this movie going to get a chance or not and that's Aquaman 2 and it's going to hit theaters on December 20th five days earlier than expected and that is going to affect Shazam, Fury of the Gods, The Flash, and Blue Beetle. Well, now you're talking about Blue uh, Blue Beetle, who they just dropped a trailer for, and super dope. Blue Beetle's going to be a, like something good because that is the future for for them. This is the you know the future of you know DCU so I think overall like it just you know it's one of those things 
it it makes more sense because it's more creative and you know it's you know everybody's saying well you know it's a latinx star and blah 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 this and it's like not even about that to me to me it's just about they got a bill for the future and there it is there's your new superhero and i'm like perfect here comes marvel with everything under the sun and dc can't get a new hero so here's blue beetle it's gonna be dope i mean it's just one of those things that it's gonna take time like to for me it's like uh you know it's another superhero movie but to other people like if i was a kid heck yeah you know what i'm saying i could completely get behind that and i still look at it and say hey it's still probably gonna be a pretty good movie um there's a movie that's getting a third shot called uh you know what now is the equalizer but then they did the equalizer too you're like okay cool now they're like well you know john wick got four so we're gonna go for three here at least so the equalizer three promises an action-packed ride in southern italy and you got denzel washington who you know as soon as you see him in it you're like okay this will be good like this will this will work um dakota fanning gaia scordarello um director uh antoine fuqua and writer richard wink um are gonna are gonna finish off the trilogy um and Fuqua did the two films before in the trilogy so it all adds up and I'm really you know to be honest with you I'm really excited when I heard this next movie I was like this sounds like a TV show and then I seen who wrote it who made it and I was like oh okay here is what's going to be a Wes Anderson classic in Asteroid City and what great and epic timing where you have uh, this film dropping at the perfect time and you're like whoa Asteroid City that kind of sounds cool right well it's going to have the all star cast but you're like what's it going to be about well fictional vibrant you know strangers are going to meet bring bring out uh, changes in each other you know, through comedy, romance, drama, um, and it's going to be, it's going to have its wackiness, but it's also going to have its realness. So the synopsis reads the itinerary of a junior stargazer space cadet convention organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events so it already sounds like a an instant classic it's going to be a hit trailers up and one thing i will say is that uh it's going to get a, a focus theater focus features release on june 16th and then a wide release everywhere on june 23rd so be ready in June. You're going to get some movies popping up. And this is going to be one of them to go out and see. Get you out of the house. Get you in the movie theater. And. 
speaking of Aquaman, flip back over there to Jason Momoa. And he is in a, literally, a, it's a movie based on Minecraft set to release. Um, and this was back, when this was all first talked about was back in 2014. This movie is literally coming out April 4th, 2025. And the same person who directed uh, Napoleon Dynamite is directing Aquaman, Jared Hess. So this is going to be a smash hit. And you heard it here, folks, right on Preston Super Show. Um, This is something that, you know, they've been working on for a while. And this could be that movie that you're like, oh, okay. I look at Jason Momoa a different way. This is the dude. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people have that thing because he's buff and stronger than them. Looks looks stronger than them. And they're like, oh, you know, I don't like no guy like that. But a movie like that, the same way kind of Adam Sandler kind of wins you over, it's the same way comedy can win you over. Um, so talking about Star Wars, a few pointed things. They have a new uh, show coming out. But they have new footage from what's called Star Wars Skeleton Crew, the new series unveiled to fans um, just this past week. And this is something that kind of just popped up. You know what I mean? Like there's no release date announced, but it's in post-production. So it's already been done. It's already been you know made and you know people are looking forward to this but because that is um, a youthful adventure series with with Jude Law Jedi Jude Law Jedi Jude Law I should say people are looking towards not the Mandalorian right now, because Mandalorian's going and, and people are so hating on it. But the thing about Star Trek is there's there's never going to be a shortage of ideas. That's the one universe where it's like Marvel. There's no shortage here. The ideas are going to keep coming. Um, And what else do they have? Well, Ashoka. And she made her live action debut in The Mandalorian right so now Ashoka is getting her own chance her own shot here and she's getting her say and now you're starting to hear things you're going to start reading things about other uh, Jedi's from the Order 66 still around and that's just something that is going to play itself out other Jedi's lived you know other Jedi survived the Clone Wars and uh, the wars, the subsequent wars that followed. But you also have to remember in this time period, also when you looked at Andor, because I thought Andor was good. I thought it I thought it did answer some questions. I thought the Obi-Wan Kenobi, besides the first season of The Mandalorian, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show was the best they they've done since the movies. But I think that always you're looking at it like, oh, it can get better, you know. Um, Something else I got another nod was 
we'll say a slight nod or a nudge in the right direction was Chris Pratt's Tomorrow War 2. And if you look on Amazon, Tomorrow War is like one of their top movies. I mean, it's, it's right up there. And everybody's got a different, you know, opinion on it. But I, I liked the Tomorrow War. I thought Tomorrow War is a good movie. It was one of the biggest hits of the summer. And um, broke some records on Prime Video, actually. Uh, one of the most watched videos. So it did break the record for that. But Chris Pratt had some pointed things to say. And I think what his big stick with this was, was... Uh, they released it around the world, you know, worldwide, and you're making the movie for the theaters, and then it got done, and, you know, they they just threw it right up on the stream, and he said, well, he wanted that to be in theaters for a while before it came out, and they didn't have the same idea as him, so there was some miscommunication there from Amazon, but do you really think that they're not going to try to throw that up on their stream right away? I mean, come on now, of course they are, um, and they knew what they had. That's why it's so high on the charts. And they needed it. They needed that. Uh, and, you know, for the Netflix people out there, the main thing they got for them, like going for them, is some movies that other services don't have and some shows that other services don't have, right? So, and then their own that they create. Well, they have this uh, road rage drama show called uh, beef and I'm telling you right now it is hilarious you gotta check that show out and these people are are literally unhinged that's the right way to say it like these people get unhinged so it's really funny um peacemaker 2 peacemaker season 2 I should say Peacemaker 2. That sounds better. Peacemaker 2, you're... No, Peacemaker Season 2. Um, That was not a focus of the DC Universe. And a lot of people, because it's John Cena, will watch it. And a lot of people, because it's John Cena, won't watch it. And that's the cold truth. But, what James Gunn said, and really... Okay, here's the thing. Like, I like James Gunn. I think James Gunn is really smart. And I think he's well spoken, and I would I would say better than smart. I would say int- intelligent, you know. But this guy seems to be on all of these, and they blend. And I don't necessarily know if I like that, but I do like Peacemaker, and I think Peacemaker makes a lot of sense and John Cena is the right guy for that but I'm so happy to hear there's going to be a season 2 and he confirmed it on his own Twitter answering a comment said yes after the next Superman Superman Legacy so he's clutching up I mean that's that's big so I, I have to you know admire and respect James Gunn and his work ethic no matter what if I like it or not, it's not up to me. I mean, I just have an opinion. But Marvel and DC are starting to blend together. And I honestly am not a big fan of that. Like, not that they shouldn't blend together. But that they're two alike. That you can't separate the two anymore. 
that you're not knowing the difference between the DC universe and the Marvel universe. So there's no point in having two separate universes. They just might as well be one. Can't tell the difference anymore. Can't. Can't. Only the only difference is literally the heroes. That's it. And even them, their traits are blending. They're doing the same things. In each group, they have that same character here, that same character here, this bad guy, this good guy, this tough guy, this sad guy. And it's just all of that wrapped in one. You're like, dude, I don't like I don't need that over and over again. Star Wars has uh, a Disney Plus series that's supposed to be the High Republic. High Republic set Disney Plus series. And uh, this is supposed to be like this is Frozen meets Kill Bill is what they're starting to say. And it doesn't have a release window and they're saying the series should arrive sometime in 2024. I would say, you know, believe me, it's not going to be rated R superstar. They'll, they'll make sure to tone it down nice and good for that Disney plus audience. I'm not buying that for one second. Frozen meets kill bill. Jack Frost. Like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? What are we talking about? Cause you're talking Jack Frost. You're like, all right, what are we talking about here? Okay. Well, we'll see. You even have Donald Glover's Lando spinoff might be happening. And they think that's people are saying, oh, this is great news. No, no, this is just like. See, the thing with Han Solo and the thing with Lando and the thing about just like the Mandalorian now. One season, two season. That's it. One movie about that. That's all we need. They try to run that and give you four seasons. No, no, no. You're showing us all this background stuff that you're making up. Like that's all you're making all this up on the fly and you're putting it into the universe saying like this is what he was doing at that time with the Mandalorian. It's believable with Han Solo believable, but with Lando now that's one where they're going to be having to make that up on the fly and they honestly might be overlapping storylines if they're not paying close attention. Who knows how that will go now, you know, but it just doesn't make sense to do a Lando spinoff unless they're showing like the like I'd be down for it if it was him and he's doing like like the crazy radical underboss conniving moves. But if it's him just playing Mr. Nice Guy, I don't want to see that. Psh, nope. But if they do it right, if they did do it right with Donald Glover behind it, it would be a hit. But it's got to be done right. It's like trying to run the Penguin sequel. You know what I mean? It's like, or I mean the Penguin spinoff. Like, here's a villain. Here's a guy. You knew him as good. You knew him as... Okay. He's not good. Now, what do you do with that? There you go. So... You have to really spin that spin off and spin it again. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
I nailed everything I wanted to talk to you about today. I'm really happy. Got all the shows out of the way. All the Star Wars you're hearing. That's a lot of Star Wars popping up. Even the Bad Batch is getting the green light. Um, And for some reason, I kind of liked the Bad Batch. Thought it was made sense because you're seeing things from the Stormtrooper perspective. And it just felt like it was like kind of, you know, like, all right, this makes sense to show a little bit of this. I don't know. And then you get some people in there that are a little bit of like, you know, they're a little bit of like a freedom fighter in the, you know, empire, that type of thing. They're a little more not on the Republic side, but they lean towards it. So you get that type of thing. Ladies and gentlemen, be back tomorrow with an episode of Wonderment. That'll be a quick hitter. It won't be long. You know, most 10 minutes, if that. And uh, then I'll come back with XFL and USFL picks, power rankings. Um, and the way I'll do power rankings for USFL, we'll do our, I'll do my power rankings for them. But that's just going to be all based off of what we really have to go on. Like what, who finished out strong, who's kept to, that type of thing. And then uh, Friday get back into the you know mma boxing vibe so that's what you know that's what you have hope you enjoy this episode make sure to subscribe stay tuned for more ladies and gentlemen just like the hands of time i'm turning it over to you good night and god bless palms 37 4